Hey friends, welcome to This Could Get Nerdy. I'm Sorel. And I'm Jeff. And this week we're going to talk about the superhero horror movie Brightburn. But first, we want to give a shout out to this weekend's hometown heroes, the Toronto Raptors. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> right? Jeff, you're a really big sports fan, so how yeah, did you bit. feel? Yeah, no, that was, yeah, like, yeah, like, let's just talk about that for a second. I think we kind of have to. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing the Raptors obviously finally, you know, get to the NBA Finals, first time in franchise history. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind well, of a big deal for the city of Toronto and, you know. Yeah, so um, for those who don't know, we are from um, the GTA, which is the Greater Toronto Area. Um, so Toronto is basically our main team, um, and especially with Canada, Toronto is Toronto Raptors are the only Canadian basketball team, right? Yeah, in the league or in the league, right? Yes. So yeah, it was a pretty big deal. It was pretty crazy, and it was exciting to watch, even as a person who doesn't regularly watch basketball oh you don't regularly watch basketball no really sports oh you could have fooled me (laughs) um but it was great it was really cool to watch and it's it's exciting and game one oh my god i'm so excited for uh game one game one of the finals is on thursday (laughs) um but yeah i mean we just wanted to give a shout out to them and um you know if you guys are if the raptors are listening that's pretty cool right <laughs> yeah please stay quiet <laughs> i know um yeah so you know congrats to the toronto raptors and you know let's let's bring the w home right yes <laughs> uh jeff you wanted to talk about the trailer that came out last week which was terminated dark fate now when you say i wanted to talk about it I wouldn't say I want to talk about the trailer specifically. I just want to acknowledge. That I just want to acknowledge there. that it came out. And I mean, like, what did I tell you um, when you asked me about that trailer? Well, I saw it and I was just like, oh, like Terminator, like new Terminator trailers. And he's like, yeah, I was so bored that I literally forgot to tell you about yeah, it. Yeah, you mentioned me like the next day after it already like came out. Right. Yeah. And I was just yeah, I was just so indifferent to it. Like I- at this point, I don't. I will say, like, the person I'm excited to see in the movie, if I do watch it, um, would be the girl who plays Yorkie in San Junipero. The mm-hmm. actor, the actress name is not coming to mind right now, but Linda Carter, like, still looks kind of a badass. Linda like, Hamilton. Sorry. Linda Carter. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm, I have Wonder Woman on the brain. Um, who doesn't? <laughs> but on, Linda Hamilton. Keep looks- it in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Linda Hamilton looks great in it. And so does Arnie. Yeah. Um. I mean, the thing is, I've to to be fair, I've never seen any of the Terminator movies or have watched any of the shows. Wait, you've never seen any of them? No, you've never none. seen T one, T two. No, none. You've never accidentally seen T three. No, Rise of the Machine. You've never <laughs> seen Terminator Salvation like, with Christian Bale being all mad at everything. Literally zero. And Terminator Genesis. No, no, no one's seen that. That's fine. None of them. Like, yeah. So I'm very much like a newbie when it comes to anything terminator related but i mean obviously it has a big enough following that it has spawned a whole bunch of different movies yeah right yeah um but i mean you know it it's the newest one in the series and it kind of I don't know what kind of storyline it follows yeah like for me like at this point i really I don't really want to see any like special effects, big action scene moments. I kind of need a story at this point to actually like sell me 
I'm like caring about this movie at this point. Because mm-hmm. after Terminator Genesis, I just I don't care about this property at all. <laughs> like I know when Terminator Salvation, when that first trailer came out, I was like 110% on board. Mm-hmm. I love that trailer. Like I would I'll still say that's like one of the top like five trailers ever. Really? I love that trailer. It gets me so jacked up. And then like with the big like Terminator music at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just love that trailer. <laughs> well, I, I think I have to watch that trailer then. Yeah. Don't yeah. the movie you don't really have to, but yeah. the trailer, amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, there was actually another trailer that had come out um this week too, which was the new CW Batwoman. <laughs> um wow. <laughs> So go like, for it. I don't want to say anything. Um, so Batwoman in the comics obviously follows the character of Kate Kane. Um, and is she like in the show? She said that she's the cousin of Bruce Wayne. So is that the same as it is in the um, in the comics? Jeff. <laughs> um. <laughs> no. Out there. <laughs> um. But it's it's. I don't know. It's it's interesting, but at the same time, it's also CW. And sometimes the thing with CW is they they promise a lot, uh-huh. um, and sometimes the delivery isn't as great as we want it to be, right? I mean, like the thing is, like Arrow showed a lot of promise, and so did the Flash. And then, kind of season after season, it's kind of gone down. Um, yeah. I haven't really seen that with Supergirl yet. Um, Still watching it. Yeah, I am, and it's 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 really fun, and it it kind of brings back the um, Lois and Clark, Dean Kane Superman like type of campiness to it, but like in a good in a good way. I love that show back in the day. Mm-hmm. Now I can't watch it because Dean Kane is trash. But <laughs> well, yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> well, it's just like even watching like old the old Buffy movie, yeah, right? yeah. and like knowing Christy Swanson is not cool well i think with old no i'm joking <laughs> old age but i will give this a shot i think um kind of see how it goes i mean i did i did uh, like ruby rose in her season of orange is the new black i thought she was cool in it oh, i was gonna say did you like her in the meg <laughs> yeah um but I don't know yet. Like, I also like that Doug Ray Scott is in it, who hands down is probably such one of the most underrated, like, actors out there. Yeah, no, right? he's really good. Um, and he could have been Wolverine, too, right? Yeah, very But then he, I think he did. He decided to do the second Mission Impossible movie yep. instead of Wolverine. Yeah. Which, again, he was great in. Yeah, I and mean, they had to do some, like, I think they had to do some, like, res- reshoots or something, mm-hmm. which kind of uh, pushed the schedule back, and so he that couldn't do it. So that would have been uh, an interesting take in They had this Wolverine. random guy, Hugh Jackman, you know, fill in. <laughs> that would have been an interesting take, though, with Doug Ray Scott as Wolverine. Yeah. Um, but he's great. He's an underrated actor, and he hasn't kind of really had, like, a TV role, like, made for him yet. Um, So, I don't know. We might see something like that in CW, um, but I'm cautiously optimistic. The thing is, again, like, the first early seasons of The Arrow and The Flash, I really did like them. Um, It's just after a while, like, The Arrow got way too – it just sounded way too much like a Batman series without Batman. 
Yeah. Um, and the Flash just has too many like multiverses and him going back in time or him going into the future and like kind of screwing things up. It's just, it's gone so complicated. Yeah. For me, I've just decided that uh, I think these CW DC shows are just not for me. No. And so I'm just, I've, I've checked out of all of them. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like you're more. Of I like, mean, I was like a big fan when like Deathstroke was there. He was like, cool. He yeah. was really Manny cool. Bennett, right? but, yeah. yeah. But after that, I just, I don't know. I checked out. Yeah. And even like um, Malcolm Merlin, mm-hmm. right? When, um, you know, they had that actor there too. He was great. But again, yeah, it got to the point where it was just too much of like different things and it was all kind of convoluted and mixed together. And then when you introduce like the else worlds and stuff, like on theory, it would have been really good to kind of play out, especially on TV. Mm-hmm. But it didn't play out as well as we thought it was going to be. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm again, cautiously, cautiously optimistic. I still need to see a couple more trailers. This one was like, okay, but it, it just had too much CW in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Well, it had some really cringy lines in it, I think, which, uh, well for you. Yeah. I mean, I think you, you made a face. I had some issues. You made a face. Whatever. You made a face. <laughs> um, it would be exciting, though, to kind of see the um, the bisexuality of Kate. Or, sorry, the... Well, no, sorry. Uh, Kate Kane is a lesbian. It would be really cool to kind of finally see, like, a really great, strong LGBTQ plus um, character, like, superhero on screen. Um, so, hopefully, they kind of do it justice. Again, it's a CW I'm not holding my breath. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not holding my breath either, but let's hope. Um, but, yeah, uh, Terminator Dark Fate and Batwoman, it's like we will probably watch it at some point, but we're not excited oh, for I it. don't know. I really don't. I really I need to find a way to not watch that movie in theaters. What? I don't know. Hopefully I'll just be yeah, Terminator. I'll just hopefully I'll, you know, I don't know, something better will be I going on that week. To be fair, I'd be really surprised if they did come out with like really great reviews for it. Yeah. 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 I'm not, we'll see. I'm not expecting much. No. <laughs> um. But yeah. Anyways, now onto the main topic, we are going to be talking about Brightburn. So Brightburn asks the audience the question, what if Superman came here to do bad? Uh, If you haven't seen the movie, there will be some major spoilers ahead. Yes. So, Jeff, uh, you go ahead and you kind of start with your general thoughts on the movie. Uh, So general thoughts. I when I first saw the trailer, um, I was definitely very interested. Mm -hmm. Uh, It definitely sort of gave off like a Man of Steel vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it kind of looked like. It was going to be a sort of thing where, like, you know, what happened if, like, Superman went bad, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that was kind of the main, I guess, like, statement they kind of started off with. Yeah. And then they kind of branched into that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Because, obviously, the Superman that we know, Mm -hmm. um, he was basically... The thing is, like, he was already kind of super... He was already superhuman when he came into Earth. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was his parents that kind of made him you know be into the truth justice american way yeah ma and pa kent yeah Yeah. so it was that kind of small town farm thing and you 
did feel that sense of it's small town, like literally yeah, it was Kansas. in Kansas. Yeah. Um, and the city is called Brightburn or the town is called Brightburn, which is mm-hmm. the name of the movie. And, you know, you're kind of looking at it like, you know, where I think that's where the like the parallels between him and Superman really end. Mm-hmm. Right, is just yeah. kind of from there. It's just yeah, like, similar situation. Obviously, you know, alien, you know, lands, you know, this this couple takes them in, raise them, you know, as their own, mm-hmm. and yeah, and I think I think that that's honestly where it ends because I mean, similar powers also. <laughs> yeah, but I I think like that's where it ends in that you you know like you can really see that so. The two, the husband and wife that is in this movie is played by Elizabeth Banks and David Denman, who oh, is the Roy office from fame. The office. Oh, that's all I can think about the whole movie. <laughs> I was thinking about Roy, and like this is what happens after, like you know, Pam leaves him. He just decides to, you know, go to Kansas, the farm boy now, start a new life. But he's with Elizabeth Banks, so <laughs> honestly, can't complain. Um, but you know, you kind of you do see them as like that kind of t- small town. Um, all American type family. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're not perfect, and you definitely see that they have flaws, but they yeah. are doing their very best to raise their son. And I like that they have already told him that he was adopted. Mm-hmm. Right. Right from the beginning. So he kind of it's not a thing that he finds out like later on. It's just where he find where he finds out he's from is that's the kind of reveal, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they told him that he was adopted, but they kept a much bigger secret from him. Yeah. (laughs) Which. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where, again, like lies just really don't do, don't boast well for anybody. Yeah. Right. So it's one of those things where you just kind of just tell them the truth. Yeah. Right. Um, Here's the thing. Like, would it change the outcome of the movie? Probably not. (laughs) Right. No, I, I mean, like, depending always... on when he would find out that he was an alien. Yeah, I think he was, I think he would have always been destined to go to that evil path. But... Well, yeah, we could tell, like, once, um, you know, once he started to, like, receive voices and stuff. And mm-hmm. almost be, like, you know, drawn to the barn because, you know, there was something In, locked yeah. away, right? Yeah. Um. So, for me, I, again, <laughs> it was one of those movies where... I went in kind of without really any expectations because I didn't know what to expect in this movie. What I did not expect 100% was the amount of gore in this movie. There was a lot. Yeah, there was a lot, actually. <laughs> um, Like with the jaw and like the Yeah, so I mean, I know first of all, we like we saw a clip like early on where we... um where it was the scene in the uh, diner mm-hmm. where um, the woman got the uh, glass in her eye, mm-hmm. right? We saw that early on. Um. Like, before the movie came out, right? Yeah. And so I was kind of, you know, setting this up maybe a little bit. Like, you know, this is, eh, they're not going to, you know, pull any punches here. No. no. And, um, but yeah, no, that truck scene um, was, I mean, we can, we'll get to that. But that yeah. That was a hard watch. That, I know. That was, yeah. Because <laughs> you, like, they, they literally showed everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, And, yeah. So, you know, let's talk about the characters for a second. Um. Again, let's go back to like the the mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have David Denman and Elizabeth Banks playing the the mom and dad in this movie. Yeah, the Briars. Yeah, and they're really kind. They're again, they're doing the best that they can, um, raising their son. And 
it's just it's one of those things where obviously the mom is it feels like the mom is more protective of the son than the dad is like it, it does seem like uh david denman's character kyle had a lot of reservations already even prior to him like officially becoming like adopting like them or like adopting brandon so i mean like what were your thoughts on the characters uh, I mean, I, I mean, I have the main couple, I guess. I, mm-hmm. I yeah, I like them a lot. Yeah. Um. Like yeah, I think like Elizabeth Banks, like in particular, like she did a really good job. Yeah. No, and she's a really great actress, and I really yeah, she's like, really underrated. Hmm. Um. But she plays that. She plays that mom really well, where she's really um conflicted at the end of the day, right? Where she doesn't really want to admit. That yeah. it could be her son that's Well, I mean, that's probably like kids. any mother, right? It'd yeah. be hard to, you know. Well, especially with her just not having, not being able to carry a child. Yeah. Right? So obviously there's that extra sense of protection for, um, you know, for her with Brandon. You mm-hmm. know, she doesn't want to lose him, number one. And at the number two, um, you know, she also wants to protect him, I guess, from what his actual truth is, is that he's really not from this planet yeah he's literally an alien (laughs) yeah um i like that it wasn't like the pa kent that we know with Mm -hmm. with david denman's character with kyle yeah um he was a little bit more hardened and he was a little bit more strict with him yeah um but i like that right and it was kind of a good balance between the two of them was like you had um Elizabeth Banks character Tori who was more mothering and stuff and then you had David Denman who uh, was a little bit more like stricter with him and kind of told him like you know these things aren't okay to do right Right. yeah exactly yeah um you know again it does answer that question of what if Superman was bad so with Brandon, I mean, he really had no interest in the truth, justice, in American way, and he doesn't want to save the planet. He just wants to take it over, and he has no problem killing people to get his way. Right? Your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, it's so sort of, you know, set up, like, obviously slowly, where, of course, the kid, you know, he's kind of, he's growing up. Is it, like, a puberty thing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they sort of, they find uh, some pornographic material mm-hmm. uh, under his bed. Mm-hmm. Um, which got progressively grosser. Disturbing. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's normal. But then it gets a little more in-depth. And yeah. there's clearly something, you know, wrong with this kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, when he deals with, like, the bullying at school and stuff, mm-hmm. um, it really, you know, it starts to kind of build all that kind of anger, right? You like his character. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Um, I thought that the actor who played him um, – I think his name is Jackson Dunn. I think he was, I thought he was really good at it. Yeah, he was um, really good. He was really good at, like, the whole, I liked the, like, how, like, not, like, unremorseful he was when he'd hear certain things. Yeah. Um, how he would just kind of accept things and he was just like, okay. And it was one of those things where, again, being of that age, like, what, like 10, I think they said he was, like, 11 or 12. Yeah. Um, you, Obviously, for the parents, and ob- not obviously not as an audience, but like as the parents, kind of knowing that situation, they kind of don't know. Like, is this him being a normal kid, or is this really something like 
actually wrong with him. Yeah, is he just going through puberty and it's a normal, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what all, isn't this what all boys, you know, go yeah, through at that age? they even said, they're like, oh, like, well, we were worse when we were kids kind of thing, right? <sighs> so, we, you know, obviously for them, they, they really don't really know what's going on yet. Um, yeah. Going back to the Superman discussion, because, again, it was really inspired by that idea. Jeff, you mentioned that there were some parallels to Man of Steel, right? Yeah, there's there's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think it for like the big part, um, besides obviously the origin story and stuff, like for Man of Steel in particular, uh, there was a lot of music cues throughout mm-hmm. the movie, especially when like he was talking to like his mom and stuff. Mm-hmm. Where I got a lot of those like Man of Steel vibes, mm-hmm. right? Because you kind of see like this exact kind of like conversation happening, mm-hmm. except for obviously in this one, he kind of goes the other way yeah. with it. Well, even the um, the lawnmower scene, right? Yeah. Wasn't that a scene? For, wasn't that, wasn't there a similar scene like that in Man of Steel? Where I think he um, the lawnmower was like spinning or something, and then he like went to, in to stop it. That's what I saw from one of the forums. I could be wrong. I have not. I to be honest, I've not seen Man of Steel. Oh, you haven't seen it no. recently. Um, but not only that, because it is so, it wasn't directed by James Gunn, but it. He did help kind of produce it. Um, there were connections to his other movies, right? Yeah. Um. So the diner was called Jarbo's. Um, and for those who are James Gunn fans, uh, that name sounds familiar because it is Frank Darbo, a.k.a. Crimson Bolt, a.k.a. Rain Wilson in the movie Super. Um, <laughs> so I thought that, that was a kind of cool tie-in to James Gunn's yeah, and there's even another uh, cooler tie-in later on with that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I like just it's weird. There's a lot of uh, office kind of tie-ins here. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. With Roy, you got Dwight Schrute, uh, James Gunn, and Jenna Fisher. Well, yeah. See, because you didn't realize that James Gunn and Jenna Fisher were married for like a, I think like five, ten years, maybe. Mm. Um. But, well, yeah, because that would make sense because she was in the movie Slither, I think. Um, But, you know, again, Elizabeth Banks is also kind of, like, when you think of, like, Christopher Nolan, like, obviously he has, like, you know, Michael Caine and, like, Christian Bale and his movies. Yeah, and Killian Murphy. Um, Killian Murphy. And then with James Gunn, he's got, like, these guys where it's, like, Elizabeth Banks. And then he's even got his, um, you know, his, his brothers in it too yeah um and then you also have michael rooker yeah from guardians of the galaxy yeah uh so he played kind of like the the alex jones infowars type guy here kind of i wouldn't say it was even like mid credits i would just call it like a credit scene yeah it was during the um so that was really cool to kind of see michael rooker right yeah i was yeah i was i wasn't expecting to see him and it was really cool to see him Mm mm-hmm um, it's kind of like an Alex Jones type <laughs> mm-hmm. conspiracy guy. Yeah. Um, I liked it. So how did you feel about the kind of ending with this movie? Like I, the thing with like this being like, did it feel like a horror movie to you or did it feel like more of like kind of like an action thriller? Yeah. So I think, yeah, this, this definitely felt like a horror movie to me. Like just going in, like the way they would set up a lot of jump scares. Mm-hmm. It definitely felt like a horror movie to me. And just the way, like, Brandon's kind of path progressed 
to like you know just like worse and worse stuff and it just got you got so evil where you could clearly mm-hmm. tell like the humanity was just like gone yeah the way he just like brutally like killed people mm-hmm. um once he finally kind of snapped mm-hmm. or i guess i don't know yeah i don't know yeah i have to that's like one thing with this movie which is i kind of wish they did a little more with Mm -hmm. because like i mean it's only it's no it's only like 90 minutes long i think Mm -hmm. so for me i feel like like this movie they had a really good premise and they kind of just went with that and they didn't like build too much on because like there were moments like with brandon where you kind of got a sense where it's like was he like fighting with like you know, his humanity and him being, like, an alien and, like, who was, like, controlling him, whether, like, you know, it was, like, mm. the actual alien, like, you know, is this, is this like, what he wanted to do? Mm. Like, is this truly what he wanted to do or was, like, the alien kind of controlling him mm-hmm. to do it, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, again, that's what I mean with it kind of going base level, um, like, Superman parallels. It's yeah. just kind of like that, but it's just, like, what planet is he from? Is that planet destroyed? Mm-hmm. Um, or does that planet still exist? Are they just, mm-hmm. m- are these spaceships just meant to go to different planets to just take over the world? Yeah. Like, you know, like I want it to answer those questions. Um, obviously we didn't get any of those answers, but it does. The movie does kind of set up in a way that there may be potential universes and stuff, which we'll talk about. Um, kind of later on but i wanted to go back again to the gore factor of like the truck mm-hmm. scene specifically that yeah, was the one so, that was like a hard watch yeah yeah that was really bad once um i mean first of all i, I like the actor uh matt jones mm-hmm. plays uh play badger in uh breaking bad cool so yeah, he was a cool guy and just to see that like uh like obviously he's a really funny guy mm-hmm. and so like you know there were some jokes with him early on mm-hmm. and stuff well, even like during that scene. Well, yeah, even that scene, it was kind of funny because you could he tell was he was like, nope, like yeah, nope. nope, that's a nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is like anyone's like at this point, like anyone's realistic reaction to kind of seeing. Yeah, of course. Things. There's like creepy kid in a mask, like floating, like, oh, shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it was. Well, even before that, I mean, just like finding him like randomly in his house, yeah. like in the closet, right? Yeah. Like. <laughs> um, but that one was like a hard watch. That was a long. It just felt like yeah. He was he was playing forward, with him, right? Right. He was just toying with him pretty yeah. much, and just kind of like you, you could hear like so basically, um, the car got like flipped sideways and then pushed down, and then the obviously gravity caused his head to go into the steering wheel, and, like break his jaw like right off. Yeah, and he's like Almost holding off. on. To, yeah, yeah. he was holding on to it. And you could, you could hear yeah and so yeah like they showed that happen you think like okay that's it he's dead now we aren't going to see him again no then they (laughs) then he's still alive and he's like there on the ground and you can see him like trying to like hold his jaw like in place to not Mm -hmm. like make a sound and it was just like it was a hard it was really gory i was yeah but like it was cool right it was it kind of fit with um you know i guess like with the movie itself right yeah because i'm forced gore yeah yeah um yeah because i mean yeah because brandon he brutally kills yeah. these people mm-hmm. like we go go into the scene with like his dad later on right where mm-hmm. um they go on their hunting trip mm-hmm. right where his dad takes him out and stuff and pulls a carol from the walking dead <laughs> look at the flowers kind of thing um did he really think that that was gonna work though i i mean i don't know i mean i guess at that point obviously he didn't really know like you know 
but he what his son but like he was the one who acknowledged too he was the one who acknowledged that like you know the kid's never been sick in his a, a day in his life he's never bled right? yeah like did he really think like a bullet to the head your regular bullet to the head was gonna kill like this thing? yeah i know right i know i don't know that's what you gotta you gotta try something <laughs> I guess. Well, you know, obviously it does show that he does have a weakness, which is, I guess, something that was made from the ship. Yeah. Because um, he did get a cut. Um, and Elizabeth Banks, you know, remember that. And then she took a piece of the um, the spaceship. And then we saw, I like that we saw, like, the flashing light. So I like that they use darkness and light to kind of reveal different things. And it was a great way to kind of use horror in this element. Um because when the sh- spaceship was flashing, you didn't really see what was behind her mm-hmm. until you kind of focused into it. And then you actually saw the woman in the diner. Like, oh, yeah, that was, was gross. Kind of like, it was almost like, um, yeah. Yeah, was- because like originally the stuff was the scene in the diner. We just see like Brandon just like, you know, jump at her. But then and then they mentioned that, like, you know, we She's don't know where she is. Yeah. Right. You know, we haven't found the body. So the whole you know movie, we're not really sure what happened there. Mm-hmm. Then we find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's some, you know. <laughs> and again, like, this scene kind of followed into another great moment that really proves that Elizabeth Banks is super underrated. Um, in that, you know, obviously the entire time, the entire movie, she was kind of like, no, like, Brandon's my baby. He wouldn't do that. Like, really, like, a 12-year-old kid would, like, do that to somebody. It got to the point where she had that, like, realization that, like, this kid was not all right. Right? Yeah. Um, so she still kind of had like that mama bear element Mm -hmm. to her. Yeah. So even after Brandon's killed like everybody, Mm -hmm. she's still, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and oh yeah, the scenes with the cops. Yeah. Like we're, yeah. The scene where he just like, I I mean. (laughs) I don't even know. He just like flew into them. Floated them. Yeah. Um, but then the one with like the female cop too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where you could see him kind of going up and down and it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, like this is where, um, the jump scares and like the horror elements and stuff. I like that they use his powers to be like an element of horror. Yeah. It's right? horrifying. Cause how do you stop that? Yeah. <laughs> like he's super fast. Like he, he flies. He has super strength. Yeah. You know, there's literally like nothing could kill him. Yeah. At this current moment. Yeah. Um, and like this kid's only 12 years old. What if he gets older, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I like that, you know, she had that kind of sweet mother-son moment with him before basically doing the same thing that Kyle did was like attempt to kill him. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work. Um so apparently, like I had seen in like the behind the scenes, that it was always their intention to kind of have Elizabeth Banks' character die. And yeah. I kind of like that because it, like, my favorite part in horror movies is when there's not really like a happy ending or mm-hmm. like a conclusion to it, you know? Because it's that like bleak feeling. Yeah. Um. After you leave the theater of like, oh my God, like what's going to happen now? Yeah, I really got a life vibe actually from the end of that. <laughs> you got what? Like a life vibe. Oh, really? You know, yeah, Jake Jills so and uh, Ryan Reynolds, that ending. Yeah. Um, um, if I don't no know. one has seen that movie, you should watch it because probably one of my favorite horror sci-fi movies of all time. Yeah. yeah. I Yeah, it was really good. Um, I, I really got that vibe at the end. 
Yeah. Like, it, it was just bleak. so, it was so bleak. You know? And, like, yeah, because after, like, Brandon is killed, obviously, everyone, basically, the shit, you know, all the, the police, you know, the dad. He literally crashes a plane. Yeah, and so, yeah, so when, obviously, his mom tries to kill him, then he stops her, just grabs her, and then I, I was, I was like, freaking out at this part. Really? Where he just, like, no, because, you know, because of my vertigo and whatnot. But oh, where he just starts, where he just, like, he goes up, right? Yeah. All the way to, like, above the clouds with her. Ugh. And, like, yeah. <sighs> just like stares at her for a second and then he just drops, drops her. her yeah like oh it's and that's like such a slow painful death yeah too like i think for her like i think for me like hers was the most painful death mm-hmm. because it was it was so slow and she like the last thing that she's seeing is literally her evil son yeah like up in the clouds as this like superhuman like super villain yeah right um, yeah, because that was it for like that's like that last chance of hope to like somehow destroy you know, him or whatever. Yeah, or like somehow like redeem him or like you know mm-hmm. bring him back from you know <laughs> yeah dark side. So the thing with like the bleak ending too is that in the credit scene there is also a hint, um, with Michael Rooker's character or yeah Michael Rooker's character kind of talking about like conspiracy theories and stuff. It did set up a bunch of different other Brightburn-esque type characters. Now, we didn't see them, like, as actual, like, live-action people. Like, I think he only showed drawings of them. But mm-hmm. he was talking about, like, a half, like, half fish, half man. Um, a woman who uses, like, ropes to, like, choke people and stuff. So, yeah. it, it's weirdly setting up, like... A potential like Justice League of Horror. Yeah, exactly. Right? And I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very much for that. Considering yeah. just like with like the way we have all our superhero movies now, they're all very like I, like I love all the Marvel movies for the most part, but they're all kind of like obviously they're solo movies. They're all very similar, mm-hmm. and like this movie is it's nice kind of refreshing yeah refreshing sort of different take on the genre to sort of mm-hmm. you know <laughs> well, bring some new life. Well, because it's a thing, too, where, um, again, playing off with that whole Superman thing, um, you know, this character just he grew up in like a small town, Kansas. Uh, he grew up in like a small town in Kansas. He was bullied. He was like misunderstood, but he had like a really good family life. Yeah. You know, and it's it's like Superman just did like a full 360. Yeah. And was just like, F this. I'm not going to do whatever you guys want. I'm going to do what exactly what I want. Yeah. Heat um, vision through your head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you think that there are potential sequels in the works? I mean, I hope so. Yeah. Like, I know this movie didn't cost a lot to make. Mm-hmm. So it shouldn't, you know, be too hard for it to turn a profit. Mm-hmm. And if they keep, you know, on the low budget side of things, they, I really hope they kind of build on this. Yeah. I mean, maybe not follow Brandon's footsteps or Brandon's journey, you know, yet in the sequels, but I'd really like to kind of see the other characters that may, might potentially be talking about too. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that would be a really cool way to kind of set up a horror movie type justice league. Yeah, exactly. Right? I would, yeah. I would, I very much like to watch that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be weird though. Cause you're going to have a bunch of like bad people just like, are they all going to be evil? Or are some of them going to have like different motivations? Mm-hmm. Are like, because obviously with Brandon, like all we know is this whole, you know, thing where he's like, all he knows is like take over the world, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Take the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but like for some of these other ones, are they all? I was because they're all going to be, I guess, similar. 
mm-hmm. because it's kind of, I guess, mentioned that um, there was that, I guess, that comet storm, right? Mm-hmm. Where they all kind of came down at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's going to be interesting to see just like, because we can't really have another movie of just like all these evil characters just like destroying everything. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're going to have to have like a counter to this, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, it, you know, it's a thing where it comes, it comes in balances. Yeah. Right. Um, but I mean, I would definitely like to see a sequel. Yeah. Um, also, another thing I wanted to touch on too is that because he's 12 years old, you know, obviously he's incredibly strong right now. It's like, will he just get stronger with age? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that could be a potential sequel. Uh, question for the sequel to answer as well. But would you watch this? Would you watch this movie again? I would. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Um, actually, another thing I would like to just mention. Um, I thought it was very interesting after the movie ended kind of feeling the room and what I think other people were kind of feeling when the mm-hmm. movie ended. Um, so I, I think a lot of the people who we watched this movie with mm-hmm. were not expecting this movie to go that route. Yeah, I and, mean, honestly, it didn't go the way that I thought it was going to go. Like, I mean, like, I again, I had like, no... I didn't have too many expectations going into it, but... Mm-hmm. Um, like the gore was like the thing that I didn't expect and like the ending and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know for me, like, this is kind of what I was hoping this movie was going to be about. Mm-hmm. I did want to see, you know, the bad guy win at the end and that's mm-hmm. what happened. So I know for me, I was very excited, but I know this movie is definitely not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I could definitely, I definitely understand like a lot of the mixed reviews that this movie is receiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because of the subject matter, it's it's definitely not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you don't like it, that's definitely fine. I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, I loved it. <laughs> well, I mean, like James Gunn movies are typically like that too, right? Like James Gunn has a certain style of filmmaking. Yeah, Super is definitely not for everybody. Slither, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, stuff too. yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, yeah, like this is this was in with the genre that it it's in. It, it's it was refreshing yep. um, as a superhero fan to watch a superhero movie that does not become a superhero movie at the end. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I'm a super villain. Mm-hmm. And I, as a horror fan, I like the jump scare. It had the right amount of jump scares. It had the right amount of gore and it wasn't forced gore, yeah. which I really like too. And it does answer that question that everyone has at one point asked themselves is like, what happens if a superhero wasn't here to do good? just really do bad right yeah. and i like that they actually use that to kind of like as the main premise right, right. so yeah um well that is it for our Brightburn episode it was a very quick episode but it was a really good movie and we did want to talk about it yeah i i like it a lot yeah um <laughs> i think at the end of the day the moral of the story is don't adopt kids from a forest in your backyard you know, in a spaceship, right? Yeah, no, I mean, if uh, if a spaceship, like, lands in my backyard and there's, like, a baby boy inside the spaceship, I'm probably going to think twice about adopting him really? as my own. I don't, <laughs> nah, I don't know. I should probably tell someone about this, you know, not keep it to myself and just raise him how yeah. I think I should raise him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, great moral of the story. <laughs> yeah. Um, well did you guys agree with anything we said did you not you can always let us know on social media at facebook.com slash this could get nerdy or twitter slash instagram at get nerdy pod and if you want to listen to last week's episode you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts we'll be back soon with another episode signing off this is Sorrel 
And I'm Jeff. And you're listening to This Could Get Nerdy.